Welcome to the DNA Show. DNA? Dude, are we doing a science show? No, D is for Dennis. Oh, A is for Andy. And N is for and? Oh, man, nerds. Because we're nerds, dude. Yeah. Well, good. Then we can talk about comics and movies and pop culture and sports. Sports. Sports and nerds. Yeah, we're going to make that work. All right, let's roll. Heidi Ho, welcome to the Dennis and Andy Show. Once again, we're here for your enjoyment. You can talk to me. What is that I'm hearing? You're not exactly a department favorite. Are you playing the trailer? Yeah. Still got to cut it. Not that much has changed. I can assure you all we are taking a 24-7 all-hands-on-deck approach to these cases. Guy's a shark. If he's to hops, he dies. He likes to drive. Probably has a decent car. Maybe two. High mileage. He must really like my car. I do. How's the truck space? I actually like that car a lot, too. Something I gotta know. How's a guy with the best clearance rate in the department work 15 years without a promotion? My bad ain't go to the right church. When I look in your eyes, what I see, it ain't good. They knew all the details, but he wasn't within 10 miles of killing. Why ain't that? Why is that? How's the trunk space? What do you want? I want to nail the for all of the girls he killed. It's the little things, Jimmy. It's the little things that rip you apart. It's the little things that get you caught. Look at all those Academy Award winners. Yes. So, if you're curious, this is going to be our review of The Little Things. It came out on HBO Max and in theaters this past Friday. We did not go to the theater to see it. I kind of wish we did now. And you understand why once we start talking about it. Um, I, saw, I watched it Saturday night. I believe, Dennis, you watched it Friday night. Yep. And you fell in love with it just like I did. Three great Academy Award winning actors. Great script. Psychological thriller. Uh-huh. Yep. So that trailer sucked me in. I was like, oh, that looks really, really good. I liked the music. I liked, I like all three actors. Um, yeah. Needless to say, I was kind of excited when we talked about it. We're like, hey, 
this would be a really good movie to watch. Yep, this is we got to pull the trigger on this one. It looks good. I mean, when you've got Denzel Washington, really, I'll, I'll watch anything with Denzel Washington. He is just a great emotional actor, and this just looked like an interesting part for him. Um, Rami Malik, I mean, seriously, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, I will always see him as Freddie Mercury now. I mean, that that's the only drawback. But with that being said, you, you don't know, see him as Mr. what's that? You don't see him as Mr. Robot from the TV yep. show he was in? Nope. I I, I see him. It, nope. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. No, he needs the, needs the mustache in the teeth for Freddie Mercury. So I didn't have a problem with that. <laughs> and, and come on, Jared Leto. I mean, besides being Joker, uh, stuff like that. He, his character reminded me, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it reminded me a lot of his character in Blade Runner 2049. Literally, you could just oh, pick see, him I up and fuck him right there. I didn't get that from it. I thought Jared Leto. Okay, so let's talk about the story. So the story is basically Denzel Washington. Uh, it takes place in California. He's in, uh, I guess, Upper California, north of LA, and he's just a deputy, basically. Takes place in the and 1990s. It takes place in 1990. Yep. Glad you brought that up. Uh, and they set that right up in the beginning with the tag, you know, 1990. Yep. And anyhow, Denzel's up in up, Upper California, not too far out, you know, a few hours from LA. And his boss is basically like, hey, you got to go pick up some evidence. We need it tomorrow. So get your butt down there. So he goes down, it's, it's, you find out pretty quickly that the police station he's going to or the department he's going to, he used to be a detective at. Um, he ends up meeting Rami Malek's character, who is a lead detective on this, this uh, murder case. And, uh, you know, we're not going to spoil too much, but we'll, they, they get intertwined into the case because... Uh, Remy Malik's case has some of the same markings as I think it's the last case that Denzel Washington's character worked on when he was a detective. Yes. Uh, Denzel picks up on that. He, he notices a yeah. couple of things and he just stands back, kind of observes things and winds up going across the street into a different building because he, he, he notices something. And you can tell they don't come right out and say it right away, but he never did crack his case. And he's immediately going, huh, but I don't want to get involved. I'm just here. I'm, re I'm retiring. And his case was from, I think they even said it was from like 85. So it wasn't yeah. super long ago. I mean, you know, it was five years ago in the movie because this one takes place in 1990. And yeah, what Dennis was alluding to is, you know, he's, he's able to tag along with this crime scene for this murder case. And yeah, it's in an apartment building and, you know, Denzel's looking out the window and his key eye picks up on something, whatever. And it does, it has some, you know, both this case and Denzel's case from uh, previous have key things in common. Uh, and it is like the title says, the little things that you need to pay attention to, to kind of puzzle the stuff together. And, yeah. You know, Jared Leto comes to be, and, you know, we're not going to say how, but comes to be one of the, the main suspects. And I just thought Jared Leto, like, Denzel, 
they all did great performances. But Jared Leto, to me, is one of those actors that really, when he takes a role, tries to make it unique and add a add his own add a bit of character to it. And not not saying Denzel hasn't done that. And obviously Remy Malik, you know, he played freaking uh, Freddie Mercury, and this is totally different. But Jared Leto, it looked like he gained a little weight for this role. He walked a little different than he usually does, which I thought was really cool because it was just really noticeable the way he carried himself and and the gait he had to his walk. Uh, Remy Malik, I mean, he was fine. I don't know if he was like really like stretching the limits of his acting. You know what I mean? I mean, he was playing a detective. See, you, know, you, you, like you, you like, and oh, I have completely different takes on, on, on this movie. I can tell you already. My, my, my first hint of trouble with this movie was, uh, you know, when, when we see, you know, the three Academy Award winning actors, the trailer I thought was good, and that's what kind of brought me in. But that is literally how they portrayed this movie was, hey, we got three Academy Award winning actors. That's the extent of it. And I went, ooh, that's right. usually a bad sign. But okay, let, let's do it. They're good actors. I want to see what they well, do. Why is that a bad sign? Just hold on. You go, you go to IMDb because you always want to see what the synopsis of a movie is. You know, it usually gives a, a sentence, two or three little blurb of it. Here's what it says. Two cops track down a serial killer. Yeah. That's usually a second warning sign. That is bad. That is generic. That is just blah. All right. So let, let, let's get into it a little bit here. So well, not many people go to I like I didn't go to IMDb and I would have written it up a little more than that. I mean, I don't know who wrote the IMDb page. I probably would have wrote something along the lines of uh uh I don't know, retired detective you know, comes back and is haunted by his past on a case that has similarities to the one that drove him from being a detective to just being a lonely deputy, deputy, you know, in a smaller town. And now he's pulled back in. He's pulled back in to this intriguing case because of his case that haunts him to this day still. No, nope, I would read there are two wait, I'm not done. Oh Remy my Malik, God, more? The youth, Rami Malik, the youthful detective, his first major case. He needs to solve it. And does he want to have to deal with the baggage of this other detective? And then a Jared Leto character who has these many layers to his character. All but right. You just this, said their, their description of two cops on a serial the, 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 real, the real description should be two cops that bore you to scene with basically a crime scene and sit there and make the entire movie look like a boring crime scene when they already pick out the, the lead suspect and is basically following him away. There was, here's what I'm going to say. The scripting was wretched. This was one of what? the worst scripts I have read in a long time. And if it wasn't for the acting capabilities of those three, I would have been bored to tears and would have fallen asleep sitting there. I would have had to stand up and exercise just to stay awake. 
what? <laughs> I just have to disagree so much. I loved they showed flashbacks of the crime that uh, Denzel's last case, basically, that was unsolved. And I thought the flashbacks were really good. Um, I liked the little clues that they left. There was a nice, and I don't want to spoil it, so we're not going to, but there is a nice twist that you get towards the end of the movie, which I was like, oh, I didn't see that coming. That's really cool, dealing with Denzel's character. Um, See, whereas my wife and I both picked up on those twists and were like, okay, saw that one coming. Okay, nothing original there. This is just like every other crime movie that we have seen, only the other ones were almost all done better. Oh, please. I do not. So you saw that there was only there was basically a twist with Denzel's character with the original crime scene from 1985. And you saw that coming. Okay, so when we're talking, you said at the end of the movie, the twist there, there was really really no twist that surprised us. We had kind of guessed everything well into the movie. That's it. We're, we're going spoilers. So if you don't want to hear it, stop listening because I need to nail this down. So basically the first crime scene from when Denzel was a detective, these two girls were murdered and they were posed in a specific way on this rock. And then as he's looking around the cr- crime scene, he sees more pieces of clothing and stuff. And it's dark out. It's nighttime. His partner... Uh, calls to him or something and kind of distracts Denzel and then coming out of the shadows from the brush that was like a foresty type off the edge of a park this figure comes running towards Denzel and it freaks him out so he opens fire and then when he gets a light on it you realize oh my god it was the third girl that was missing and he accidentally killed her you saw that coming by the end of the movie and what we're talking about here Yes, we both assumed, well, he accidentally had killed the, the, the other girl and they covered it up. Bam, which is exactly what happened. Now, then the other, the other one was, you know, the other twist was, you know, to find out, was Jared Leto the killer or not? And then the way they ended it, my wife and I both went, yep, here it was. Here's how they ended it. You see him standing over the burn barrel. Exactly. We had predicted it. Whoa, 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 whoa. You jump so much. You see well, the we're, we're talking about the two twists in the movie. And all right. What did, we, we, what we need to stop predict? talking about the twist. Did you predict that look, this is spoiler filled. Did you predict Remy Malik's character, Detective, was gonna accidentally kill Jared Leto? No, we didn't we didn't pick on that until they got to that scene and he started doing I'm like, yeah. Yeah, he's not making it out of there. Well, I didn't. Now, I agree with you with the way Jared Leto's character was basically taunting uh, Randy right. Malik's character. So, so what we got to do, we, we jumped way I too far ahead because we actually got to talk about the characters before we fill them in. All right. All right, fine. So we, we got to start out. Denzel Washington plays Joe Deacon. Like you said, he's an old retired cop. While something happened, he's given up. He moved to a small town to get away from it. 
There's still a lot of bad feelings going on in the town. In the town, he plays that retired cop extremely well, and Denzel always brings out emotion in every single one of his films. It's facial emotion, even when he's sitting there over the body and he's talking to the dead body and stuff like that. Right. You feel emotion because Denzel is just that good of an actor in everything that he does. So Denzel plays a great cop with what he was given in the script. All right. Rami Malek plays Jim Baxter. He's young, cocky. I love the beginning. The beginning I thought was really good. He's copying. He's actually standing there. He gets Denzel Washington's car towed. All right. Just to prove a point because it was in his way. And I was like, oh, they're already developing the conflict. Another good start to the movie. It's kind of it's kind of a standardized character. He's the young, cocky police officer that's really good. He's taken Denzel's spot, you find out. And is he as good or not as good? But he thinks he is, and he thinks he's better. He's got a generic family, but he's got a nice little family there. He plays the role very well, again, with what was given to him in the script. And then you got Jared Leto. He winds up playing the really creepy guy. He's You're right. He walks with a limp. He's got a few things to it. Um, but he's supposed to be, they portray him as this super intelligent killer yeah. that can do that stuff. And that immediately takes me to something like Silence of the Lamb, which, you know, we know Hannibal Lecter was two steps ahead of everybody. He was just a, a better character, but he was interesting, especially when you get into the interrogation scene, when you get them together. That was my favorite part of the entire movie is dealing in the yeah, interrogation but, scene, the emotion interrogation the scene. that he was able to taunt him. Right, the interrogation scene of this movie. Correct. Talking. This was a great yeah. interrogation. interrogation. This was the scene. entire highlight of this movie was that one interrogation yeah. scene. It built up to it, and I wish the movie could have ended right there because yeah. it was fantastic. I thought the interrogation scene was the best scene in the movie. Um, but I liked the cat and mouse uh, that they were playing with Jared Leto and Denzel Washington and stuff. I thought that was really good. There's a specific scene where Denzel's following him. So it really was a cat and mouse. And then uh, Leto's character ends up reversing the roles. And I thought that was really good. Um, uh, the, the medical examiner, uh, the actress that played her, I liked a lot. I thought she was really good. Did you recognize when they were at the diner and she showed her necklace what that was? Well, we knew it had an importance. Well, I knew that everybody watching the movie knows that. But, but did you, you know you don't know what that is because it's hanging off the keychain until right. you see the scene of the autopsy, and then you're like, oh yeah, bam. Yeah. Well, everybody knew it had importance. I mean, that I don't think that was being hidden from anybody. I just meant, did you know what it actually was? I didn't know what it was. And then well, I thought you, that- You couldn't cool. tell because it was bronzed or silvered or whatever. You couldn't really tell what it was, what was on there. So that was when you were just waiting to see, well, what is it? You knew you were going to find out. But I thought that I thought that was really cool. I mean, that was definitely a tell, obviously. Um, I, 
I don't know, man. I, I, <laughs> I thought well, it was just. I, I I thought, like I said, it was a very boring, predictable. It's it's a script that I've seen over and over and over again, and and that isn't always a bad thing as long as they do something really neat to it, and, and they didn't. It was literally I could pull up any of these movies. I would rather go back and watch Silence of the Lamb in a heartbeat, or you know they. You, you notice, like they make references. You know, you see Helter Skelter's a book that's sitting on, yeah. on his bookshelf. You know, and they they hint at some of these mass serial killings. You know, over the years and stuff. All of those had better movies than 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 what this was. Again, <laughs> the script was just horrid, and it, it was just it was so boring. I mean, my wife was ready to give up halfway through, and I'm like. You know, it, there's got to be better. If it wasn't for the acting, and again, I like the three actors. They made the most out of what they were given, but it was a piss-poor generic script. I mean, literally, they just watched some old 90s detective or 80s detective show and went, oh, yeah, we'll take that and erase the names and put them on there. You were insane. No, no, no. I'm telling you, I've seen it so many times. It's it was very well, no, sterile, it was very blah. And I've seen the thrillers as well. Let me talk. I've okay. seen tons of thrillers. I wouldn't really compare it to Silence of the Lambs, two totally different movies. And one in Silence of the Lamb, Hannibal Lecter by Anthony Hopkins, or portrayed by Anthony Hopkins. He was already caught. The killer of that movie was uh was oh my god, I'm just blanking on his name. But it wasn't Hannibal Lecter. That's who she was going to to try and get information to track down the killer in Silence of the Lambs. She wasn't tracking down Hannibal Lecter. We know. Well, that's not how you originally okay. broke All it right. down. All right. If that's what you think the, the twist is, look, take a look at Jim Baxter's character. Jim Baxter was this cocky, incredibly pumped up, young, smart kid who could figure out everything. The police in this town all tell him to stay away from Denzel Washington. He's bad news. Just stay away from him. But he can tell Denzel knows more than he does, and he's able to pick up on there and utilize him. That was pretty cool. The problem yeah. is you saw the decline of his character through the entire movie and where he went from this cocky, incredibly upfront kid who knew everything to the fact that by the end, Leto's character – um, completely owned him at the end. Yeah, he was a broken bill. man because of his family, and he sat there and couldn't do do anything. And to me, Buffalo Bill, that was awful. It was Buffalo Bill. That's who Clarice was going after in Silence of the Lambs. Thank yes. you, Rashad. Yes. Well, yes. I mean. I don't have a problem with how he was broken down by the end of the movie, especially with he killed a dude. He was a non-factor in the movie. Uh, he it, killed a dude. The chemistry between the two was lacking. Oh, my God. It's so much easier for me to get a word in edgewise when you're sitting next to me than when we're doing a split screen like this at your house. I don't know if it's because you can't hear me or you're just like, he's not sitting here and he gets smacked. If I could, I would just mute you. Oh. <laughs> you can't. But my point is, he killed a dude, and Denzel's character is basically like, 
yeah, look, we're just going to cover this up. You're going to go home. You're going to take a couple weeks off and you're just going to have to live with this. And then Denzel did the cool thing by trying to take the weight off his shoulders with that, with the uh, hair thing or breath or whatever, which was something that was key in the movie. It was the beret. Missing girls. Yeah, that's what I said, isn't it? I know. I know. Again, just, you thought it was great. I, like I said, I bored to tears. I, I, I thought that Baxter was completely owned by Leto's character at the end. It was boring. It was predictable. I, let's just say I'm glad I didn't spend money to go to the theaters to see it. Although yeah. I would have if they were open because those three headliners attracted me to this movie. The trailer was the best part of the movie because that was some of the best part of the entire movie. Oh, stop. You're too hard. All right, fine. Look, this is just a quick movie review. We're going to be wrapping it. But before we wrap the show for the review, we got to give it our CGC rating between one and 10. Dennis, you, in fact, here, let's, let's play a game. We're going to play, I'll guess your CGC rating, you guess mine. Okay. Uh, hold on. Rankabot wants to know. It was free. It was free. On, it's on HBO Max. Yeah, so you, you can see it free. Theaters, or it's on HBO Max. That's how we watched it. Um, and we could have went to the theaters here open. We just decided this was one we didn't need to see on the big screen because of no special effects. So anyhow... I'm going to guess your rating for this movie is a four. Close. I'm a five. Um, oh, look at that. I, you're close because I thought the quality of the acting was, was good. Again, each of the great actors did what they could with the, the script that they were given. At the end of the movie, I'm sitting there going, all right, there's always some great tie-up or everything, and there's the twist. And you, the question you always have to ask yourself is, what do I walk away with? If I can't tell you what I'm walking away with with this film at the end, it failed, and I couldn't. That's why. The acting was great. The script, seriously, <laughs> give it to somebody else. So, yes, that's why I'm going with the five, because the quality of the acting – so wait, break a bot. You're giving it five stars. Is that five out of five? Because we go out of ten. Yeah, ours is a CGC rating, so it's it's a basically a 0.5 to a 10.0, um, just like the comic books. So what am I giving it? It's your guess. You know, you were so hyped up for this movie, obviously, um, and since you obviously saw a completely different movie than me, you're giving it an 8.0. 7.5. You're close. I am close. 7.5. Hold on. So, 5 out of 5. He's giving it a 5 out of 5. See? He liked it. All right. Well, you know what? That is why they make movies. Because some people liked, you know, if you think of the Star Wars movies, some people liked The Rise of Skywalker. Some people did not. That's why they make movies. We all have different opinions. Yep. I'm glad I watched it once. I'll never watch it again, and I'll never own it, no matter what. Some people like Jar Jar Banks. 
and some people didn't. I know, and I'm very sad for those people. <laughs> Wait, See, you're sad for people that liked him? You or guys did? always assume that Andy and I agree on everything, and we do a lot of the times, but we definitely do. not in this movie. You know, we are going to have to give a review for uh, Sweet Home. We'll have to do a review on that because I know you and I aren't going to agree on that one either. We'll give a review next week on Sweet Home. Sweet Home is, if you're curious and you want to get caught up before we give it a review, Sweet Home is on Netflix. It is 100% dubbed unless you want to hear it in Korean and because it's a Korean movie and read subtitles. If not, the dubbing is really good. That's how I watched it. It's 10 episodes. Each episode is roughly 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, we'll go in depth next week on it. But I will leave you with this. That is 10 hours of my life that I believe Dennis owes me. I don't think he'll ever be able to give me that 10 hours back. Wow. And you like hashtag alive. Just saying that that's going to be interesting. Hashtag alive was awesome. Hashtag alive was awesome. So what are we going to do on Wednesday, Andy? Wednesday, we're going to be talking comics. We're going to give a review of um, our buddy Graham Nolan's book, The Chanu. It was his Indiegogo campaign. So we'll be talking about that. Hold on. Let's get a couple more things. The entire thing was predictable. The only thing I didn't pick up on was that Denzel shot that chick. Didn't see that coming. Exactly. Exactly. And I don't think the whole thing was predictable either. Then we got Hail Andy and Hail the Chat. What's up, Shadow? <laughs> um, so Wednesday we'll be going. We'll be giving a review of Chanu Graham Nolan's book that he did on Indiegogo last year. So we're going to review that, and we're going to talk about the Stan Lee. What's that thing called? You got yours. Yeah, one second here. We'll show you the Stan Lee book we're talking about on Wednesday. 22 Pounds of Beautiness. Stan Lee. What's the exact title? Treasury? Or what, what is it? I can't yeah, remember. It, it is the Stan Lee Marvel Treasury Edition Collection. This there, is a beautiful book. We'll go into it in detail. Don't see any of it. Oh, we will because it's the preview. We're going to get them to join in. 22 oh. Pounds of, of Heaven right here. It's like 800-some pages. I got mine first uh, last year, and Dennis came over, and I said, buddy, do I got something to show you? And he bought it that day. Yep, so didn't, even, didn't even hesitate. Yep, so we're going to talk about those two books on Wednesday and whatever new comics we bought. So until Wednesday, take it easy, everybody. We'll Bye -bye. See, you. see you. See you on Wednesday. Bye, guys. Until next week. Grab your 3D glasses, get your favorite comic books, roll them up, and put them in your back pocket the way you should treat comics. Throw your pigskin up on the mantle. This is Dennis. This is Andy. Later, Later friends. friends.